Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Before we get into the SEC Kicker Roundtable, let's talk about those boys up at Big Game USA. The majority of college footballs are manufactured right here in Dallas, Texas, and I personally used the ball for over a decade, and all I had to do was hit the sweet spot. The rest took care of itself. So if you're interested, check out BigGameUSA.com, go to the bottom of the page, tap Kicker Footballs, and use this code for 10% off your order. Simple Kick 2021. Again, that's Simple Kick 2021 for 10% off your kicking football order. I I just I fell in love with like the way that he developed special teams and the way he put specialists in the NFL. So I really wanted to pursue that and play under him. So um, yeah, I'm on my fourth fourth coordinator now. Um, I'm on like my fourth special teams GA as well. I've kind of had it all uh, with all the coaches, uh, different styles. Yeah, Cochran, I'd say was my saving grace. You know, I literally was about to pick up the phone and call the coaches and tell them that I was quitting. Choosing where to go to college is one of the most important choices a young kicker can make. And most of the time, it's done with very little information. So tonight, three of the best kickers, Georgia, Arkansas and the University of Alabama join a roundtable to discuss what they wish they would have known, but they now know and are willing to share with you. Lee, hit the theme. Welcome to Simple Kicking with your host, James Harrison. Hey, everybody. I've got the SEC roundtable, which really can be the national championship roundtable of sorts. Let's get right into it. Jack, go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll go around the horn. State your name and where you play. I'm Jack Podlesny, and I play at the University of Georgia. I'm uh, Will Riker, and I'm the kicker at the uh, University of Alabama. My name is Cameron Little, and I'm the kicker at the University of Arkansas. <laughs> Boys, what y'all think about that national championship uh, basketball last night? It's pretty wild. I'm not going to lie. I was not expecting uh, – Kansas to come back from a 15-point deficit. So, that was wild. I'm going to be honest. I went to sleep at halftime. So, <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I uh, I was watching the whole thing all clued in and everything. But it was, it was fun for sure. It was a really good game. Yeah, I have to admit, I'm more um, impressed that Tiger Woods is playing in a practice round than the national championship for basketball. That's crazy. I like kicking, though. Hey, if we want to watch some kicking highlights, I was probably doing that last night, too. Um, <laughs> but out of curiosity, Jack and, and Will, both of you all have won a national championship, played a national championship. What stands out more to you, the loss or the win? Uh, I'd probably say the loss, to be honest. Just because, like, I don't know, the culture around here is to, like, win championships every year. And so, like, winning it was really fun, obviously. Um, but it was also during the COVID season as well. So like it wasn't like a full stadium and you didn't have like the full atmosphere. Um, so this year I was like a lot different and I mean, it was a lot more fun until the game was over, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a really cool experience. 
was about to say, I can't speak from a loss standpoint. I was only on, I came in on 2018, so it was four. But I mean, winning was pretty unbelievable, you know, have a full crowd. And I mean, Will might agree with me, might not, but I feel like we outnumbered Alabama fans pretty heavily in the national championship at Lucas Oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, what it's been what forty years since Georgia won? Yeah, so it's been a long time coming, to say the least. Well, LSU fans were all been out of shape in twenty eleven when it had been four, and Alabama there was a, a spike in like heart attacks in Alabama since they hadn't won it in a year. So you know, <laughs> people get used to certain things in the South, right? Most definitely. Yep. Hey, so what I want to talk about tonight, boys, is recruiting. I was talking to my dad a couple nights ago and I was like, started asking him questions. And he's like, man, I wish I would have known. Is uh, Cam, since you're a SEC all freshman team uh, and you most recently went through the recruiting process and it's all fresh in your mind. Is there anything that stands out to you about what you wish you would have known going through the process that you now yeah, know? Especially toward like the end of the process. Um, I kind of started figuring out that it wasn't more about – I mean, if the big program offered me a scholarship and I was going to play there early, that would have been great. Like, I mean, it was I was thankful enough to get an, uh, a scholarship offer from Arkansas and come in here and, you know, battle for the starting job the first day I stepped on campus. So that, that was a huge opportunity. But I kind of just started to figure out, you know what, I want to go somewhere where first I'm going to get a scholarship to. And second, if that opportunity for a scholarship is available, and second, where I'm going to play as early as possible. That was like something that really stood out to me. And that's, I think, why uh, a big reason why I came here. Uh, among many others, but I think that was the big reason why I wanted to come here was just to really get on get on the field day one and start my career here. And Will, you were highly recruited. Yeah, um, I would say I mean I was definitely very blessed coming out of high school. Um, you know, with some different options, but um, I would say if I had one one piece of advice is to go somewhere that uh, you're loved, because um, you know college isn't always going to be easy. Um, you're not not always going to start right away. You're not always going to play. Um, you know, obviously I got hurt my freshman year, so I kind of had to go with, through that a little bit. So just having those people around you that are always going to like be able there, to be there and support you, whether you're playing or you're not, uh, was, was huge for me. And I felt like the people um, at the university were really going to take care of me. And Jack, what's that uh, hashtag uh, that people at Georgia who aren't as highly recruited? That hashtag walk on mentality, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's quite different. I guess my story, I didn't come out. I mean, I didn't receive my first offer until my last high school football game, like three or four days after. So I guess for me, what stood out the most would be just find a place where you can grow the most, not only as a kicker, but as a person. And I saw that at the University of Georgia. So, But, like, how's that changed, guys? Uh, look, Cam, it's been a long time in college football world. It's like, dog years the transfer portal is a bigger deal now how's that affected some recruiting any of you guys from what y'all seen i definitely think that a lot of guys a lot of coaches will turn to transfers um maybe sometimes over high school guys just because those guys have had past experience in college and i think that was like one of the big things for me was transition from high school to college as far as operation goes and stuff like that getting used to college snapper and holder getting used to under like a certain op time so I think that that, in a sense, a coach looks for that to already be known when coming in. So I feel like that's why sometimes transfer portal guys are more recruited than a high school kid because they're not used to that transition yet. 
I mean, they've already got your backup seasoned, right, Jack? Or at least they've got their eyes on who their next guy is. Yeah, exactly. I just also wanted to ask Cam what it's like playing for uh, Sam Pittman as a head coach because, I mean, we loved him here at UGA. So. It is awesome. I love that dude. He he yeah. he really loves the specialists too. Like, from a head coach's standpoint, he he takes care of us, and um, I'm really appreciative of him. He's just – he's an overall loving guy. He's – obviously, he has his coach's side as well, but he's a very good, very good head coach. I love Pittman. Yeah, we were crushed when he was leaving UGA. I mean, that was a huge loss to our program, and you can't replace him, so – He's done a great job at uh, at, at uh, Arkansas, but then Will, you played for Coach Cochran, and Jack, that's who you kick for, right? Mm-hmm. Man, we yeah, got a full uh, round table. Yeah, yeah. He, we all, we really loved Coach Cochran as well. We kind of felt like he was kind of like the glue to the program. Um, you know, I'm sure Jack knows he's outstanding guy, high energy guy. Um, you know, probably one of the biggest supporters for the players. Um, when he was at Alabama, um, would always, you know, if some, some guy was going through something, he's always going to be the first guy there, um, to help you out. Um, so we definitely missed him a lot and I'm sure he's, you know, he's impacting players over there the same way that he was here. Yeah. Cochran, I'd say was my saving grace. You know, I literally was about to pick up the phone and call the coaches. This would be January, 2020 and tell them that I was quitting. I was about to step away from football and just become a full-time student. And then we get the news that he was being hired. And I was like, heck, this man's probably going to change my life. I might as well stick around and see what, what's up and what he's got. And, I mean, as we'll hit on it, he's there for everyone and anyone whenever they need it and whenever they want it. So, uh, Who was your coordinator before you guys got Co- Cochran? Was it Fountain? It was Fountain, yeah. Okay, so who's Fountain, Cam? Uh, coach Fountain is actually our special teams coordinator. So very, very, very knowledgeable special teams coach. Um, I've kind of developed under him, and um, especially my mental game has developed since I've gotten in college. So um, he's pretty hard on us sometimes, but I think that helps the mental side of the, the ball, ball game as well. So I'm just thankful to be under him as a kicker. Tough love over there? Yeah, sometimes he's just really hard. I mean, it's just he's hard on us, and um, as, as any coach should be. I think that really helps. I, if you can tell, uh, Anders Carlson played under him. Uh, Camarda coming out of the draft this year. Rodrigo. Uh, Daniel Carlson kicks for the Raiders. Cam Niazalak, NFL free agent, gets bounced around with some teams. So he definitely knows definitely knows how to develop specialists. So um, he's doing the right thing, and I'm, I'm really glad to be playing under him. Do they like tell you in recruiting, hey, son, I'm going to be really hard on you. This is going to be the hardest thing of your life. No, definitely not. Um, but <laughs> I think that's just kind of like this part of the recruiting process is just just learning how to like that transition, that short transition into, you know, you're going to for any any player, you're going to hear a lot of stuff from coaches and all, all, all the stuff he said was true. Um, and he was a really truthful guy in recruiting and really good recruiter as well. So um I, I just I fell in love with like the way that he developed special teams and the way he put specialists in the NFL. So I really wanted to pursue that and play under him. So um, that's really why I chose here. It was that was a big biggest reason why I chose here. Hmm. What about you, Will? Um, about our special teams coordinator here now. I mean, I've had I've had four now. Uh, I've had a lot of special teams coordinators since I've been here. It's it's crazy how. Um, like the coaching turnaround at all schools, but really here at Alabama. I mean, a lot of guys will 
Um, I mean, obviously they they'll come here because it's a great opportunity. But then if they do well, they're going to get right. you know even more opportunities. So yeah, I'm on my fourth fourth coordinator now. Um, I'm on like my fourth special teams GA as well. Um, so pretty much like every year, I had Coach Banks who's now at Texas for two years, and then um, mm-hmm. we had Coach Graham who was here, um, came from Tennessee, came here for like two months, and then. Um, he ended up leaving. We got Coach Sabota from from Rice, and then he was here last year. And now we have Coach Hutzler that was at Ole Miss last year, and he's he's done a really good job so far. Like he's um, super high energy, uh, brings a lot of passion. So I think it'll help you know the the specialist room as well as the rest of the special teams. But yeah, I've kind of had it all uh, with all the coaches at different styles. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree with Fountain. He's very high energy probably similar to Hustler, but he just brings the energy every day. And I think that's something that special teams need sometimes because sometimes a lot of guys that are coming out of high school, especially if you're really highly rated, have never played special teams in high school. So I think the energy that special teams coaches bring is much needed. So that was Cam Little. He's at Arkansas, freshman, all SEC last season. Hit a bunch of huge kicks. The one that stands out to me is Texas A&M. Will Reichert, who's got – a cannon of leg and has ever since he was born in, in the late nineties, early two thousands. And Jack, I mean, dude, you started on the totem on the very bottom of the totem pole and nearly called it quits. What made you decide to come back? I know Cochran, you know, cha- there's a change and Cochran was coming in, but was there anything else that, that prompted that decision? My mindset, I guess, coming into college was really the, I mean, I'd say a little bit different from these two guys was, you know, this football thing was just going to be something to put on the resume. And that was about it. I'd never expected right. to play a snap. You know, I was just, it is what it is. Um, and then kind of, I mean, as I said, Cochran coming in and just knowing that I would have kept asking myself, what if I stayed with football? What if I would have done yeah. this? What if I would have done that? And I didn't want to keep asking those questions. So I kind of decided, you know what, it's better for me to stay than to quit. And the next season you kicked the game winner against Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl? Exactly. Yeah. So change of course. You destroy that camera. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. (laughs) So you guys obviously all highly recruited now that you're on the team. How does recruiting work once you're actually on the team? Like, you got to earn a job now. And there's guys that are older than you. What's that like? I definitely think, like, when you're on campus and you're trying to earn that job, you kind of just – you you want to turn and look at the net guy next to you and how he's doing and how his numbers look, how his ball looks and that stuff. You kind of just – but it's like, for me, I figured out pretty early on – pretty early on that it's like a personal journey you have to figure out you really just got to focus on yourself and I think even at camps when I was going through like Coles any any kind any type of recruiting camp like that any kicking camp I just kind of had to figure out you know what I don't need to pay attention to the ball next to me I just need to hit my ball and as long as I hit my ball I'm just fine so it's more of a personal journey rather than worrying about other people just worry about yourself and how you're progressing and once you find a rhythm of that you'll you'll excel greatly yeah I mean Kim hit hit it spot on like Competition does breed success to a point, but at the end of the day, it's not whether his ball looks better than your ball. It's all about yourself and how are you maturing? How are you growing? How are you improving day in and day out? You know, if you get stuck there looking at someone else's ball, then 
you're not going to be hitting your A ball. You're not going to be hitting the best B balls. So, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with both of you guys. I think y'all hit it pretty spot on. Man, it doesn't take too much SEC experience to breed a lot of wisdom. No, it does not. Um, I think it's just experience and competition at, like, during case game, like, going up, watching, uh, especially at LSU, like, K. York hit from, I think, 64 in warm-up, and he just, like, didn't even watch the ball. Like, it wasn't even halfway there. He turns around and <laughs> goes side, like, that's pretty crazy that he's got an extremely, extremely talented leg. So watching that, that was like, I was like, okay, just like, I don't need to worry about that. And you start worrying about like my ball and, up and stuff like that. Just worry about myself. And you'll figure that out pretty quick when you get to SEC football that it's all about yourself and how you're doing rather than what the other guy's doing. But that walk-on mentality, my man, only a few people. I can only t- – I mean, Rodrigo comes to mind. I'm thinking of other – I don't think Blair Walsh was a walk-on. Yeah. Nobody knows that world of suck like you do. Yeah. No, and I mean, it's it feels like I'm all back to square one right now, too, because the holding <laughs> situation, you know, Jake's left. Yeah. So now I've got to deal with whether it's going to be the new Australian holding or if we're going to get Stetson to hold. So You got know. Moat still there, snapping? Yeah, Moat's still okay. there, but Moat's still getting reps with the twos for field goal. So I've got pain. Walker. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he's saying he's saying to get his masters. So, nice. but I know that Will's been through that holding situation and had a tough yeah. time with that. So, I'm sure he can speak from experience. Yeah, just a couple I mean, of I would, picks. I would say like a lot of people, <laughs> like, other kickers would like give me crap for like saying like I need to go to Coach Saban and tell him that like I don't want a quarterback holding for me. But like to be honest with you, like they were good holders. So like. And we didn't have anybody else that could hold. So it was like, you know, I mean, too, we also had like, we had through my first two years, we had like six different guys punt in games. So it was like, I, I, I'm not going to go to Coach Saban and be like, hey, look, I want this guy to hold when like there's no telling if he's going to be like on the travel squad. Um, and <laughs> Tua, Tua and Mac were like, I mean, Tua was actually a really, really good holder. And then Mac was like good as well. So, I mean, maybe I didn't get as many reps with them as, like, I would if there was a punter holding. But, you know, they were always, like, super chill with getting reps after practice, and they were good holders. So, I, I didn't really have anything to complain about. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you've got Cam, who's got the best holder in the nation, supposedly, last year. A really good offense. <laughs> Silver was probably, in my, in my opinion, he was the best short snapper in the country. That dude would put it on the money every single time. Um, even on punch snap. Jordan Silver, he's he's in the draft this year, so, um, but he was an excellent, excellent long, long and short snapper. He put it on the money every time, and I had a great holder with Bauer last year. Um, so we just had a really good operation. Working on new snapper in right now. Bauer's still holding for me, but a little bit to the piece of an operation. So, yeah, sounds like y'all didn't th- that didn't come to mind when you were being recruited. Hey, I'm gonna get different coaches, different holders, different snappers. Yeah, not one bit. A little, a little experience in the SEC breeds a lot of wisdom, and uh, that's what you boys all have. Hey, look, I try to keep these things short, so um, if y'all want to go around the horn and tell us where to find you uh, on social media and, and how to follow you. Yeah, you guys can find me at Cameron G. Little on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you have any kicking advice, DMs, 
I can look at your – I'll look at a couple clips if you want me to or just ask about any recruiting advice. Just slide into the games and I'll help out. So. Yeah, uh, my Instagram name is just WillRikard16, and then Twitter is just WillRikard. And same here. If you all have any advice or want, need any advice or want any suggestions, you can just slide in my DMs and I got you. And my Instagram's jack.pod and Twitter's jackpodlesney. And you can also DM me on Instagram. It's probably best if you need any advice. I'll try and give you any advice I can, but I'll help. They've got the blue check. That's awesome. So. <laughs> I know. I saw your oh, Instagram. Yeah, the blue, blue check. Blue check at. <laughs> not, not quite there, man. Not quite on their level yet. <laughs> you got you got to get a fat ring first, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Just don't choke your new snapper or holder in the process, right? <laughs> <laughs> well hey man that's how we roll over here on these round tables you know like thomas morstead said what you give will grow what you keep you lose and you guys came out here share a little bit about who you are where you came from where you're going and uh, i really appreciate it that was uh, that was a lot of fun yeah thanks james yes, sir. thanks for having us on appreciate it boys i'll catch y'all later